Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Greetings for this meeting of you and the Talking with T team, where we hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more of what you need to know to stay engaged, empowered, educated, and entertained. We chatter about what matters and keep it real with our spiel. Thanks for tuning in to the 155th edition of Talking with T. Today is May 21st, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, African-American female attorney and former attorney general of the United States, Loretta Lynch. The late, great Christopher George Wallace, a.k.a. the Notorious B.I.G., a.k.a. Biggie Small, and wrestler slash actor Lawrence Terod, who we best know as Mr. T. It is also the birth date of late serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. On this date in history, Mary Patterson becomes the first black woman in the U.S. to earn a master's degree. Today on the national calendar is celebrated as National Red Cross Founders Day and National Strawberries and Cream Day. The theme this month is Make It Happen in May. You are encouraged to make some things happen. Make things happen in your own life and seek to make things happen for others. Do something today your future self will be thankful for. Some people want it to happen, some people wish it would happen, and others go out and make it happen. You start by making a goal, then make plans to reach that goal, and then take action to make it happen. I'll tell you what, there's a little girl from Knoxville, Tennessee, who made national news and history being one of the first African-American girls to join the Boy Scouts of America. Her mother said that the Boy Scout program was a perfect fit for her daughter, Jashana. She described her daughter as the outdoors type who enjoys taking things hands-on. She isn't the first girl to join, but the first African-American. Now, I'm not sure I personally agree with the whole idea of a girl joining the Boy Scouts, but to each his or her own. And I do admire her for going after what she wanted and making that happen. Last week, we celebrated Mother's Day. And my first happy highlight is about the staff at a Ruby Tuesday in Myrtle Beach, who saw Barbara Foy dining alone on Mother's Day. Miss Foy has one son who lives in North Carolina, and she said they had not spoken in months. The restaurant staff decided to make her day special, and while she was sitting and waiting at her table, they put together a gift basket filled with items from a nearby store. Miss Foy was amazed by the kindness shown to her by three strangers, and although she feels it's impossible to repay the three young ladies for what they did for her that day, she gave each of them $1,000. Also on Mother's Day, there was a truck driver who stopped for a burger and left his waitress a $1,000 tip. She was still in shock when he came back an hour later and ordered dessert and left another $1,000. The waitress named Brenda Pearson had just moved to the area with her two children, and his tips were a tremendous blessing to her. The truck driver named David Platt said that after talking to the waitress a bit, he got the impression she was 
having a little bit of a hard time and wanted to do something kind to help her out. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. You're tuned in to Talking With T. Welcome to the show, two of my favorite people, our know-it-all Professor Jay and our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, as we review trending news. So one of the biggest stories this past week was the royal wedding. Prince Harry married Meghan Markle, and she's identified by some as biracial, but generally we would consider her African-American because her mama's black. And I was delighted to see the blended cultures evident in the wedding. Bishop Curry said a word, didn't he? And then uh Kingdom did. Choir. He yes, did. the Kingdom Choir with their rendition of Stand By Me. I was there for all of that. So, of course, you know, we yeah. had the usual, <laughs> the bigots and haters came out. But most of us celebrated with the royal family. Were you two in attendance? You know, I was. I, I, I was. I was way back in the back. Y'all didn't yes. Oh, okay. And Pam, were you there with your fascinator? Yes, I was. I was there. I was on the other side. I did see Jay back there, and we just gave like a little wink because you know we oh, were right. in, we were in kind you know, of. Yeah, you know, I had my Martin Luther King Church band too for the people. 
<laughs> so did y'all make it to the reception? Did you hear about that? Yeah. I think Pam went. They said something about some uh, a barbecue on the Buckingham Palace lawn. We're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> doing the electric slide. Yeah, that's what I wanted to know. Shuffling some more. That's what they said. Oh. That's what they said. Uh, I had to get back to Memphis. Yeah, he didn't stay for the whole thing. I should have oh, celebrated man. with Megan's uninvited family because they went to Burger King and they got crowns and watched it all together. You know what? <laughs> I can't fail. Now, this is a true story. Like, for real. For real. This happened for real in real life. What happened now? They went to Burger King. Uh-huh. <laughs> and for breakfast and got crowns and watched the ceremony with their Burger King crowns on. That's Okay. Okay, and why didn't nobody tell me one of the royal horses' name was Tyrone? (laughs) I think you better call Tyrone. I bet he was the one that was was cutting up. The one that was cutting up, they said, I bet it was Tyrone. He's the the son of Storm, they said. But, yeah, that's true, too. I can Find out all kind of funny things. About Apparently, him. he had all the tea on the royal wedding. Well, I thought she was simply elegant, you know, very, very classy. Yeah, that dress was everything. I, I thought so. And she, I mean, you know, even her makeup was very plain and subtle. So, I mean, all in all, I give it two thumbs up and a snap in the Z formation. Yeah, I do too. You know, some people are saying that. It was plain, and she should have had this on, that on, but a beautiful woman, so she doesn't have to wear all that makeup. It was simple to the point, and it was elegant. And the way that Harry looked at her, she was beautiful in his eyes, so that's all that matters. I got a question, and nobody else has said anything, and I might be offbeat, and I hope I'm not being uh, offensive. But I'm the only one that thinks that Prince Harry has an afro. (laughs) Harry definitely got the hood in. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I don't. Is a little tight. I mean, I'm, I'm just wondering. But on an additional note, I do want to say something. I, I'm curious. Now, we're celebrating Meghan Markle, and I think just like when Obama became president, we're excited about an African-American marrying into British royalty. But I am curious, you know, in that celebration, why we aren't acknowledging that there are some whole legitimate royal families outside of those that are in England. And I don't hear a word about them, but there are some legitimate, right now, African queens and kings and princes and princesses and royalty. So why isn't it just as fascinating that we have African royalty as it is that we have an African-American who has become British royalty. We did have royalty. Remember when Thelma married the uh, African on Good Time? That's married. You know what? You know what? I was trying to move on to the next story. Something said, keep talking. Something told me to keep talking. But I paused and let her in. You remember? Uh, I do. And guess what? That episode was just on last week. <laughs> yeah, you remember Sam was trying to marry eBay, and and they was concerned about her house. No, that was the first. That was really the first um, royal wedding that I ever saw. 
And then what was next, Sam? I'm going to say it. Go on and get it out your system. Go on, yes. Go on and get it out your system. You know what? (laughs) Help all day. Okay, yeah, I'm done. yeah. Coming to America was the, the second one. Okay, so I'm done. That that's I, this wasn't nothing new to me. I don't remember getting up at <laughs> four or five o'clock to watch them though. <laughs> but you do want it to be known. This ain't nothing new. Mm. Yeah, this ain't nothing new. Not for us. Okay. All right. Well, let me change. Okay, sure. um, yeah, let me change keys a little bit. The most tragic story of the week is the shooting at Santa Fe High School in Texas. Now, there was a 17-year-old gunman. He killed 10 people, including two teachers, eight students. This is happening way too much. I mean, it just seems like it's way, and I kept thinking, is this my perception? Do I just feel like it's happening a lot? So, you know, I had to look it up. And we are about 20 weeks into 2018. There have been 22 school shootings. So we're averaging about one a week. So now I'm going back to it's way too much. This includes accidental discharge and any shooting really that occurred at all on school grounds. But even with some of those not hitting mainstream media, prior to this shooting we just had in Texas, there was the 14-year-old in California shooting an assault rifle on May 11. So that's just a couple of weeks ago. Before that, April 20th in Florida, there was a shooting at Forest High School during their graduation practice. The list goes on, including the shooting in January in Benton, Kentucky, where a 16-year-old shot 16 people. And I know we can't forget the shooting in Parkland, Florida on Valentine's Day, where a 19-year-old killed 17 people. And so I have a link to the complete list on our website. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of lives lost in a place that is traditionally considered to be a safe place for children to learn. How many lives will it take before something is done? And what sort of foolish reason is the modus operandi for uh, this latest shooting? I mean, I've, I've not heard much about why. Like you said, school is traditionally thought of as a safe place uh, for children to come, a lot of times to escape the violence that they may have in their homes or in their neighborhoods. And that puts an extra burden on us as educators, Tanisha, you and I, because, you know, we're not only charged with the responsibility of educating these children, but we are even more so charged now at this particular point in time with making sure that the children are indeed safe and while at the same time managing to make sure that we're able to go home at the end of the day to our family. So, Jay, I agree with everything you just said, and it's scary. One, because, yes, we are in the schools daily, and I also have a son in school, so it's scary. And at first, you know, I was kind of hating on the people, trying to give us rocks and bats and slingshots and such. But, I mean, maybe it's not such a bad idea. We just need something to protect ourselves because, obviously, our government isn't going to step in and put forth a solution that is really going to deter this from happening. When I think about 22 shootings in 20 weeks, 
that's that's frightening. Right. That's really frightening. I, I can't seem to fathom what has changed so much with us growing up with these kids growing up now. Because I remember kids talked about getting bullied or, you know, having issues at home and having all kind, going through all kinds of things. But I just don't recall anybody bringing a gun to school and shooting up everybody. Right. Going into a well, church and shooting up everybody. Yeah, I mean, we could go through the list, you know, whether it's access, whether it's mentality, I don't know, whether, whether they've been desensitized to life itself. But, um, Jay, you asked a question earlier about a motive, and I'm not sure, but the mother of one of the slain students said that the boy had made some unwanted advances and was rejected by her daughter a week prior. So there is okay. some indication that that may have had something to do with it. They also said that he was infatuated with serial killers and with school shootings and had studied on it, and a lot of the methods that he used, including what he wore, resembled the Columbine shooting. So it's a couple of angles to this story. And then every well, time, they said every time he shot somebody, he would start singing another another one bites the dust. Which are is you really serious? Weird. Yes. Well, we know, I mean, there has to be some type of mental deficiencies anyway. But Then they said he had explosives that he had planned on planning. So I wonder was he just going to try to blow the whole school up? I don't know, but there were also explosives in the Columbine case. So I think that was something else he was trying to simulate. They were calling him like the copycat from that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but I would think if you got bombs, the purpose of having a bomb is to blow something up. And, of course, mm-hmm. as in all of the cases, it could have been worse. It's bad, but it could have been worse. Also, in the news, again, a white American calls the police on a black American for just doing normal activity. This time, a white woman calls the police reporting a suspicious man with a baby in a park in Washington, D.C. So attorney Donald Sherman was walking his son in the park, and I read his actual post, which said that the security guard was pleasant, wanted him to know what had happened, and he also acknowledged that had it been a different security guard, Things could have gone differently. This is a doggone shame. What is suspicious about a man walking his son in the park in a stroller? I mean, Mm -hmm. did they think that the baby was not the man's son, that perhaps the baby had been kidnapped? And even if that were the case, um, I'm pretty sure that he would not be just calmly walking the little baby in the stroller through a park. Well, now, the baby was, right, right. So the baby was lighter complexed, and he even said that maybe because the baby was not his complexion, where he's darker, that the lady thought he had kidnapped the baby. But, again, in this whole day and time, there are a lot of biracial couples, biracial babies. You really just. To me, that's not suspicious, and it's not a reason to call security. You need some other signs besides that. And I'm with you, Jay. Who would be walking a stolen baby in broad open daylight in a stroller in a park? Come on. Right. 
that was the most ridiculous call to 911 with these scenarios that I've probably heard. And, and this is, I'm, and you know, we have these memes going around on Facebook or social media with people calling, and I almost thought this was one of those jokes. And then I clicked the link, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is a real story. This is still happening for real. Yeah. For the Crazy Chronicles this week, I'm going to need them to figure out about these feet washing up on the beaches in Canada. Last Monday. The what? <laughs> these feet. Feet, F-E-E-T, foot, the plural of foot, F-O-O-T. Last Monday, a man walking. Tell the story, because I'm, 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 I'm just envisioning detached feet just absent-mindedly washing up on feet. So go ahead, tell the story. Make, help me uh, make it make sense. Okay, go ahead. Well, your visual is about right. So last Monday, a man walking on the beach discovered a human foot in a hiking boot. This is the 14th foot that has washed up on the shoreline over the past decade. So I know 10 years seems like a long time, but in my mind, not really for 14 random different feet to wash up on the beach. So they said there's no evidence that whatever happened to the owners of the feet were connected. They said the feet could be remains from accidental drownings or suicide. So I'm thinking, why the feet? Then why not an arm or a head or a neck? I don't know why the feet. But then the report said that due to how the human body decomposes and that shoes protect the feet from the elements and marine life, that could be one possible explanation as why the random feet come up on the beach. But then I'm wondering why not both feet? I don't know. I have too many questions. I don't understand. And as I go back to how I started the story, I really am going to need them to figure this out. This is concerning. Listen, just the whole idea of random feet washing up on a beach. All right. Listen, if if you're missing a foot, you might want to go (laughs) for this one. Okay, you said Canada. Okay, if you're missing a foot, go to Canada. They make that, and if and if you need a better foot, because you know some people got ugly feet. If you want a you better got, looking foot, they they might have one up there for you. Oh yeah, right. if you got the gap, go ahead and go to Canada and get your new foot. But I, and what's the rest of the, the body? That's what I'm saying. Listen. It, it, it's it's apparently about to feet now. I'll, okay. All right. That's crazy. Okay. Well, I'm just going to move on. This isn't going to make sense to me, so I'll just move on. My next story is about a guy who decided to pose as, speaking of changing names, this guy decided to pose as a high school student. In reality, Sidney Gilstrap Portly was 25 years old. The report says he wanted to play high school basketball again, so he enrolled as a freshman at Skyline High School in Dallas, claiming he was Rashawn Richardson and that he was a refugee from Hurricane Harvey. Then he transferred to Hillcrest High School and joined the basketball team. And, of course, him being 25, he dominated and became the district's offensive player of the year. 
he even started dating a 14-year-old girl. You know, this is all keeping up with his act. And he knew that the first school was enrolling victims from Hurricane Harvey. So I'm assuming that's why he targeted that school first. Now, the mother of the 14-year-old said she did not approve of her daughter dating him because at that time they both thought he was 17. But he got caught when one of his former coaches, one of his real coaches, spotted him in a basketball tournament last month. And obviously there are some concerns as to how a grown man could enroll in high school and then engage and mingle and be involved with younger students. No, no. Y'all are the educators, so how could this have, how could he have slipped through the cracks? Y'all explain okay. that to me. He was smart. Now, he I, went to a school enrolling victims for Hurricane Harvey because, remember, they didn't have any records or anything. And then he also said he was a refugee, so I don't know what happened, but they let him in. So that was his foot in the door. And once he got in the system under his fake name, then he transferred to the next school to play basketball. Okay. Before we sign off today, I just don't know what's going on with animals. I mean, I know that we took over their territory, so maybe we're the ones that don't belong, but coyotes have been spotted in places that they shouldn't be, in my opinion. I don't want to see a coyote walking down the street or at the grocery store or anything. And then there's a man in Middle Tennessee he found a six-and-a-half-foot rattlesnake in his backyard. Again, mm-hmm. I have pictures. No. You got to see it. Maybe. I'm thinking to my oh – my God. What you said, the house, the backyard, the trees, and the car. I mean, anyway, that was pretty scary. But then, you know what he does? Evidently, it's against the law to kill certain animals or whatever. He calls the animal control or the wildlife offices or whatever it's called to ask them if he can kill the snake. They told him pretty much yes and hurry up. Like, yes. They probably told him to kill the snake so they won't have to come out. I know that's right because whoever was going to be the initiator of its demise, a snake that big, not in a zoo, had to go. Well, let's just get off that story and go on to South Carolina. It has a little more distance from me. And this couple woke up to a seven-foot alligator on their front porch. Again, you guys see the picture. Now, seven feet, y'all, I'm just saying, that's long. That's a big alligator sitting on their porch, holding them hostage. They can't come outside, sitting on, you know, chilling. And <laughs> finally... Y'all, this story right here, okay. There is a 800-pound zoo animal. They describe this as a goat-antelope. A goat-antelope? I don't know. But anyway, it's described. Neither one of them them are close to 800 pounds. A goat nor an antelope. So they could have came up with something different. A goat-antelope. What kind of psychology (laughs) experiment Cross-breeding Mendel's, uh, <laughs> they done put this no, stuff together. No, look, y'all, the animal is actually known as a taken, and it escaped from its enclosure at the Rhode Island Zoo. Y'all know I was going to research the animal. 
Y'all know I was going to look it up. I got a picture on the website because I was thinking I've never seen anything like this mystical creature before. Like, is this something they are using for a movie? I was like, Jay, but this creature exists. It's like he's not the only one. But if I'm ever anywhere and see one of those things, baby, it's done. It's a wrap. It's over. No more talking with T. None of that. Because apparently it's too strong for the zoo cages. So they're going to need to figure out something else. And I also, you know what? I didn't look up and see what the natural habitat was for these things. But, yeah, this hey, goes to low for whatever it is. Well, yeah, they're somewhere. I'm telling you, I saw pictures. Maybe it's like in the grasslands or safari. <laughs> they made it up, Jay. They they done created this somewhere. Yeah, they done they done bothered the experiment gone wrong. They done made, made it go too big. <laughs> they done made it two big animals, and it wasn't no gold or no antelope. It was something too something. It's something, it's something else in there too that they're not telling the people. Yeah, yeah. They probably yeah. had some hippopotamus, some elephants. And some more stuff in there. 800 pounds, that's big. And, you know, you break out your enclosure. And they said that one of the veterinarian interns was treated for minor injuries because they had to sedate him to put him down. He he ran around the zoo for an hour. Oh, no. Would people (laughs) die? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I was so disturbed, Pam, when I saw the picture. I think I got lost in some of the details. Hey, y'all, look, I just sent y'all a picture of that goat loaf or whatever it is. Okay, we need to try to dissect what, what this Okay, it has hooves. And so, horns. And horns. And so what does that come from? That comes from a bull. So, That's a bull. A goat a, a goat, goat has that too? A goat has no, horns and hooves? Yeah. No, there ain't no dang goat. That's a bull. <laughs> well. Okay. And, and the way it's laid out on this on this dirt. It's looking like, okay, I'm here, and y'all are going to love me. <laughs> I have no love for the ghost of <laughs> I mean, look at it. And it's got I a hump know. and everything. It got a hump in the world. And the face looks like, oh, that's a bad face. I don't care what they say. <laughs> they <laughs> you, you think it's a bad face? I was thinking more... I don't see an antelope anywhere. This ain't no antelope. I only see a goat. I could go with a buffalo, maybe. Like Jay said, they done put some different animals together. They done made this. This some okay. old biological sorcery, honey. And it looks like it stinks. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> it does. That's what it looks like. <laughs> I've never seen nothing like this in my life, especially at the zoo. Well, this, this is not normal at all because this might be the devil. This probably so. This is some of that stuff that they bring to the fire when you go in there and look at them freaking natures. <laughs> oh. the, the man, the man with the That's big foot. That's what it is. Yeah. See, this thing probably this is this is what bit them people foot off. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you might be right. That's why there are random things floating up on beaches and carrying on. I cannot with <laughs> What in the world? And that fur is like four different colors. What? The devil, loose here. Yeah, man, I can't even deal with y'all. No more. I'm, about to, I'm about to hyperventilate. I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, 
Cause they just gonna they just gonna try to trick people and put this in the zoo like it's a real animal. Let's just close them down. Throw the whole zoo away <laughs> and burn it. Throw the whole zoo away and burn the dumpster you put it in. <laughs> well, if that's too much, then I guess that'll be it for this bit. And I'll check in with the two of you next week and see what you have to say. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. All right now. We discuss many topics on Talking With T, and if you would like to share your thoughts and opinions, call 865-409-1170. Again, that's 865-409-1170, and your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. We still want to celebrate T's top teens and hometown heroes. So if you would like to make a nomination, visit www.talkingwitht.com. And remember, I want to continue to spotlight local or rising artists. If you're interested in having your product or service featured on the show, we would love to help you promote your business or event. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. You can find the links to many other stories we share and discuss on the website. Also, remember to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember, you can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time. Pick your pleasure through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. New shows come out each and every Monday. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. The number one reason why people give up so fast is because they tend to look at how far they still have to go instead of how far they have gotten. Remember where you heard the word and keep being kind until next time. You're tuned in to Talking With Tea.